You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome in to your Tuesday edition of the podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. We'll talk BYU football observations from practice yesterday. What did I take in from the media observation period? We'll also get to a one-on-one conversation with BYU defensive ends coach Preston Hadley. Had a great chance to catch up with him, talk about some of the youngsters in his group and their progression during this spring ball. We'll get to that. We'll also talk about Tom Holmes up for a pretty prestigious award that is a national award we'll talk about that as well as catching you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news so plenty to get to and let's get right into it a quick reminder though before we get rolling here that today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Stat Hero Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports dozens of house-based games to play daily no sharks no funky props just your skill versus the lineups that you choose sign up today at stathero.com slash Locked On. All right, let's get rolling here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 15th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. But more importantly, thank you for making us here on Locked On Cougars, your first listen of the day every day. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. We have a lot to cover ahead on today's show, but it was good to be at back out at BYU football practice yesterday. Had a great time. Uh, by the way, one thing, I don't know if you guys saw this article over the weekend. I hope you did. Really, really well done by Dick Harmon and the Deseret News talking with Jason Ayu on the recruiting efforts and the impact of the Big 12 memberships that's coming for BYU football is having in the recruiting department for the Cougars. Well, yesterday at BYU football practice, I would estimate, what, 200, 250 high school athletes, coaches, and a probably some friends, whatever, were on hand at BYU football practice. The sideline was absolutely packed, and they were having the time of their lives watching BYU. According to Kalani Sitake, they're having a bunch of guys coming in from out of state on spring break to actually check out the Cougars. In the article by Dick Harmon, there was a story apparently about an athlete from Texas who called up Jason Ayu, and Jason asked him the question, as you would expect, okay, so what's your connection to BYU? Don't really have one. What's your connection to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Don't really have one. Okay, so why are you interested in BYU? Well, I just saw that you guys are playing really well. They have to come check things out. That is the impact of winning football games. We talked about this on last week's podcast. Is that the Big 12 membership, it's going to pay dividends for the Cougars as they continue to try and find the right guys to lead them into a new era of BYU football. And what I love about it is that BYU is r- really just focusing in on finding the best athletes they possibly can. And that's exactly what you need to do. You need to find the best collection of athletes you can and positions be damned, do, do whatever you can to find the best athletes, and then put them in a position to succeed on the football field. That is what you need to do if you're the BYU Cougars. Now, on to what I observed yesterday during practice. The play of the day probably belongs to Jackson McChesney on the final play, funny enough, of scrimmage. 
He found a hole off the left side and broke for a touchdown, and that ended practice. Jackson, when he is on the field, is actually a very electric athlete. And that's what I love about him is he's got great bursts. He's got very good size for the running back position. He's a guy that I think is more than capable of contributing to this BYU offense. The biggest issue for him during his entirety of his career at BYU has been staying healthy. That is the biggest bugaboo for him. It seems like when he gets into a game, think about the Navy game. He came in and was electric in the final moments of that game in 2020, scores a touchdown, then uh, has a Liz Frank injury and he's lost for the year. You can go back to his freshman record rushing game against UMass. Well, that was the only game he played that year, but it was absolutely electric. He kind of gave us a hint of what he could do. Uh, in the USC game this past season, 2021, very good coming in in relief of both Tyler Algier and Lopini Katoa when both of them were completely gassed and just out of their tanks were empty. He came in and gave him a burst. The issue has been after each one of these so-called outbursts for him, and outbursts is probably a negative connotation, but it, it's meant as a good thing because this dude has got incredible ability. The problem is he picks up just these injuries that he takes extra time to recover from, and that is the situation that he's going to have to overcome now. It was good to see him, and it's been good to see him throughout spring, staying relatively healthy and being in the mix. I think it's Christopher Brooks' job to lose at running back for BYU. But I think the bigger storyline right now for the Cougars is that they need to find guys who can contribute. Lupini Katoa, absolutely going to be in the mix. If Jackson McChesney, Miles Davis, Hinkley Rapati, insert X name here at running back, can contribute, that's all the better for the BYU offense. Having those guys who can contribute in key moments is exactly what you want. And if it's going to be that way for Jackson McChesney where he shows up in spot duty and is electric in those moments, Great. Uh, obviously, you'll take it, but you'd like to see a more consistent availability for him. As I am fond of saying, the best ability is availability, and that goes more particularly in football. Other observations, it was good to see Keanu Saliapaga getting first-team reps at guard for BYU. This is a guy who has started a number of games, albeit not since 2019 for BYU along that offensive line. If he's capable of pushing for playing time, that makes BYU's defensive line all the better, and that's what I love about this offensive line. Kalani Satake speaking to the media yesterday, he said that they've got 10 guys with starting experience along that offensive line. you got to find the best combo of five guys out there, and I think they're well on their way to doing it. I would imagine, this is just me, if I were saying the top five guys, if this were USF and BYU is playing against the Bulls, I would say that you're starting five right now at left tackle, Blake Freeland. Left guard would be Clark Barrington. At center, Connor Pay. Right guard, I think right now, probably Keanu Saliapaga. And then at right tackle, Harris Lachance. The thing is, though, Kingsley Suamataia is getting plenty of time at right tackle that is forcing a guy like Harris the chance to play inside. You've got a freshman All-American in Campbell Barrington who's more than capable of both guard and tackle. There is so much talent for BYU along this offensive line that it is going to come at a premium for playing time. Joe Tuguafu is a name I didn't even mention. He's getting some of the backup reps at center right now playing some guard. He started a bevy of games. Uh, the Kind of the spot that Keanu Saliapaga exited after the 2019 season, that's what Joe Tuguafu has kind of picked up. So there is a ton, and I mean a ton of talent along BYU's offensive line, and I'm really enjoying seeing what they're showing on the field right now. Also, the backup quarterback position, if the media observation periods are to be believed, it seems like the backup job is a battle between Jacob Conover and Soljay Maiava-Peters. Cade Fennigan has had his opportunities, but he's just not been on the field a lot when the media's been out there. Is that the coaching staff hiding something from us? It absolutely could be the case, but what we've seen during media observation is 
that Jacob Conover and Soljay Maiava Peters are getting the majority of the backup reps behind Jaron Hall. And by the way, Jaron Hall, dude looks on point. It was not a good day uh, in the media observation period for either Conover or Maiava Peters. Uh, Conover underthrew a couple of passes. Maiava Peters threw a slant route that was behind Keanu Hill. Uh, Caleb Hayes deflected it. It popped up in the air and Matt Criddle caught it for an interception. It was not the best day for the backup quarterbacks. I don't think it's not anything to be completely over the top about and freaking out about, but there needs to be improvement. There's absolutely a need for better play across the board from the backup quarterback. So those are some of my observations from BYU practice. Oh, and one other thing. I need to give a shout-out to Caleb Hayes. This is a dude who I felt like last year was the beneficiary of D'Angelo Mandel really locking down one half of the field for BYU at cornerback. But D- Caleb Hayes... He is coming into his own. The dude looks like a savvy veteran. He was a transfer from Oregon State. He's played to the Power 5 level. He knows what he is doing out there. He understands BYU's defense in and out now. And you just see him. He has got this confidence, this swagger that he's carrying with him. And you can't teach it. It's just something when you're comfortable in the situation that you're playing in and you're capable of contributing in multiple ways, it gives you the opportunity to go out and show what you can do. And that's exactly what Caleb Hayes is doing right now. I really like what I'm seeing from that young man, and I, I wish him nothing but the best. It was also interesting to hear from Kalani Sitake that Pepe Tanuvas is back to playing more of a traditional linebacker role rather than that opposite end, uh, rush end defensive spot that he played last year. Kalani said it was more of a need for him to play that spot last year. I actually thought Pepe was really good in that spot. I know he was a little undersized for that spot, but I would have kept him there. But apparently he's going to be playing more of a linebacker role this, uh, at least during the spring. And so far, apparently it's going well. He had a great chat with the media and said it's just something he's trying to become the best player he possibly can be. And that's what you hear a lot when it comes to spring ball. Guys just trying out new positions and finding what's best for them. But a position group that needs to have improved production, needs to show improvement during this upcoming fall, is the defensive end unit. The defensive line across the board absolutely needs to show something. I had a great chat with defensive ends coach Preston Hadley entering his second season coaching that unit. We'll get to that conversation next. An exclusive one-on-one with Preston Hadley is on the way. First, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Stat Hero. I am a huge fan of March Madness, and I love the brackets, but I cannot remember the last time I've actually gone deep into any of the pools I've entered or even won any money. That's why I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid format between fantasy and sports gambling. It helps you take control back from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage on you, the consumer. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props to win. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply uh, post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose of your... You get to go out there and pick the guys you want. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The best part is the sleek, simple gameplay will have you playing in literally minutes, and this is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on for that 100% match. Once again, stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. 
Today's episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you in part by our friends over at Intercap Lending, a local sponsor here. There's a reason that no lender helps more families in the state of Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap Lending. And simply put, Intercap gets deals done. They feature a quick and simple process. Intercap is closing loans two weeks faster than the industry average. You probably have heard about interest rates going up. If you want to take advantage of the still low rates that are out there, get on it now. That is what Intercap would love to help you guys out with. Steve Carter is their personal loan officer for all of our Locked On listeners. He has delivered that great service that Intercap is known for to hundreds of Locked On listeners, including Locked On founder David Locke. And let's be honest, my friends, if Steve can keep David on track throughout the entire process, Steve can help anybody. Intercap is one of our great local sponsors, as I said, but this is not a new company. They've been around for 44 years, since 1978, giving you that experience that they have behind them. And Steve Carter has been providing Locked On listeners with that same great experience since 2018. Intercap is head quartered in the state of Utah, but they are capable of helping you guys out with your mortgage needs in more than 40 states. they got licenses all over the country. Love to help you guys out, even if you don't live along the Wasatch Front. Any questions or any uh, things you have to wonder about with regards to the process, feel free to reach out to Steve directly. Here's his direct line, 385-800-8528. That is 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer, I can promise you that. If you want to learn more online, go to intercaplending.com or once again, reach out to Steve directly. That's 385-800-8528. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. If you missed it yesterday, I would encourage you guys to go back and check out the Locked On Bracket Breakdown that was done right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast feed as well as YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling are giving you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup in your bracket. Get it available wherever you get your podcasts just like this one. All right, it is time now to welcome in BYU defensive ends coach Preston Hadley. Had a great chance to catch up with him yesterday. One of my favorite dudes that talk with. Obviously still relatively new to coaching the defensive ends for BYU, but we started off asking him what is the status of the defensive line and defensive ends in particular this year as compared to a year ago? I think we, in comparison to a year ago, I think we're much farther ahead than we were a year ago just as a whole defensive line. Um, Guys' bodies look different. They're older. They're more experienced. So that's just what happens with just time and playing football they get better so I think we're, we're better than we were a year ago are you settling in as, as a second year coach that position too? Uh, yeah I think I'm a better coach than I was a year ago too you know still uh, so. don't have all the answers you know but um, we're still working so yeah I feel feel good about where we're at and feel good about where I'm at and said still new challenges show up every day though how many guys are you guys cross training right now at different spots um, so John Nelson is cross training Earl Mariner is cross training at strong end and D tackle um, Batty is cross training at OE and strong end um, Blake Mangelson has been playing some uh, in certain packages has been playing D tackle and some he's been playing big end so um, yeah there's a couple guys I'm trying to think and then there's others who are capable right it's just um, that's just kind of how it has shaken out with those players so it's just the more you can do right so um, those are really the ones that I just off the top of my head I think are, are cross training inside and outside and I figure like a guy like Zoe when he's back from injury is a similar guy to that do you like that fact that like, hey we can move these guys to different spots 
spots and use them where their skill set is best yeah. is best utilized. Yeah, I, th- I think it's about trying to get your best guys on the field. And so if it's moving a tackle at the end and bringing up the, you know, is your is your number two tackle better than your number two end, right? And so I, it's just mixing and matching guys. And and you know, I think a lot most of our guys have, a, you know, we have a, a lot of guys who've played snaps and games and are starting to understand the defense better. And so um, I think we're able to do that. Like like for example, John. I mean, John's technically just going to be a sophomore, you know, and. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's just that just comes with experience. But yeah, that's it's a good it's a good thing to have, you know. So we'll just keep going and seeing who what who's best where, you know. And hopefully by the fall by the end of fall camp, we'll we'll have a good idea who the uh, good solid two deep is going to be. That's the thing about spring. I just wanted to ask you in terms of you guys and how you operate in spring. Is it more about okay, try a guy here, try a guy there, and see how they fit, and then ultimately when it comes to to fall camp, that's when you kind of settle in. Yeah, I, I think the emphasis in spring is just develop, focusing and developing on technique. And um, but yeah, it, it is a time to experiment with some things. You know, as, even as coaches, we might experiment with a new call or a new front or a new technique, and we're trying a guy out here. And you know, and like I know a couple years back, you know, I think Max Tooley was playing safety. You know, it's like that's the time to try it out. You know, so I think there's there's a little bit more time to to do those experiments in spring while you're trying to develop the guys as players. I wanted to ask you about just the natural progression. You talk about the youth of this group, and this, it was a young group last year. You were a young coach too, relative to that, to that position. But do you feel like just as time goes along, there's just that natural progression in all of it? Yeah, I think honestly, like for for the boys, regardless of who's coaching them, they're going to get better each year. Like you just keep playing, you're going to get better. You know, like. You're going to experience a, a, a jump each year and stuff, regardless who's coaching them. So, so yeah, that, that jump definitely occurs. And then how big of a jump, it's it's up to the individual guy. You know, like how deliberate he is at practice, his commitment to the weight room, his commitment to his nutrition. Like some guys are weight gain guys and some guys are weight loss guys. And so it's just about, you know, are they committed to controlling what they put in their mouth? You know what I mean? So it's it's case by case for each player. But, yeah, I think regardless who's coaching them, they're, they're going to get better just how much better they're going to get. What was the biggest leap you took as a coach, you feel like, over this past year? Um, I think just piecing it all together, just seeing the game as a whole. I think, you know, coaching primarily most of my career in the secondary, you know, you, you tend to watch the, the back end, you know, when we're watching side, the when we're watching film, like watching the sideline view, now it's like, I don't even watch the sideline view, I just watch the butt view, like, I always give Gennaro crap, like, man, I don't, I don't need to watch the seven-on-seven seven stuff, like, that's just, handle that in your own time, man. Um, no, but I, I think it's just piecing that together, and seeing things quicker, you know, tech, uh, technique-wise, you know, I, I think last year, it, there was, you know, any anytime you're doing anything new, there's going to be a bit of a learning curve, and so. But just I think just piecing it all together and, and seeing it, being able to see it live, um, and just dissecting the play faster, and processing so, so, it. Yeah, just processing. But it just it's hard to put into words, but it just makes more sense. It just makes more sense. Fair enough. Final answer. <laughs> there we go. So yeah. like I want to ask you about two young guys, and I know they're not necessarily defensive ends per se, but they could end up in that position. I, Ice Moa and then also Logan Fano. What have you made of them so far? Yeah, so both of them have been with me. So okay, I, I send, you, okay. yeah, they've both been playing OE. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
we're really excited about both of them. They're, they're both natural players. You know, Ice is really young. I know, I know he's you know he's graduated high school early, and you know I think he still needs to just continue to develop. And there there could be a role for him. You know, just that's that's on him. As just as he continues to learn his plays and keeps getting stronger and and playing with great technique, it's it's really going to be up to him. That's that's the type of player he is. You know, and Logan, he's. Uh, I said he's, he's he's pretty dang good. He's he's really good. So um, I think both of them have a chance to help us this year and just contingent upon them staying healthy and just handling business. And he said they got to earn it. I think most people expect Tyler Batty to just continue to step into a leadership role and I guess pick up from where he left off last year. What do you want to see from him? Uh, yeah, I, I think Tyler. He's he's a very vocal guy, and you know I, I think he he takes a lot of ownership in just being a, a leader on the team and in the position group. And there's other leaders in the group as well. Um, but Tyler's playing at a really high level right now, and I think that is gaining him a lot or helping him build a lot more equity than he already has with his teammates and his position group, and just on the defense and on the offense as well. I think you know you ask anybody who's standing out on defense, I think Batty's going to be in the discussion. So. So um, he's playing at a high level, and I think as he continues to do that, he's going to continue to gain more credibility and equity as a leader. He, he's a natural leader, just his personality already. And uh, he's a lead by example, but he's also he's not afraid. Like he, he, he realizes that leadership can be a lonely spot to be in, and uh, he doesn't care. <laughs> He doesn't care. So, well, I think that is something that guys either have or they don't. Is, do you see that? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, that, it's that personality based. Being like, comfortable being that leader and like, yeah, being out there I on mean, their own land. At the end of the day, I think being a leader is. It can be a lot of things, but it's it's a it's. I mean, I think Lavelle once said, like, just be who you are, you know. And just if your personality is to yell and mf guys and do all that stuff, like, then go and be that, you know. And if it's not, then don't don't try and be that. If it's not you, you know. And so, I think it's just about being just being who you are and whatever your personality is, and not trying to do too much. And at, at the end of the day, like, your actions are always going to speak loudest. So. I think we've got a lot of guys who are, are trying to do that. Last thing for me, what do you want to see, I guess, from the rest of this spring camp from your group? Uh, I'd like to see us be healthy. Okay, that's always good. I'd yeah. like to see us be healthy, and then uh, I'd just like to see the depth continue to develop. And um, I think we're on, I think we're at, working at a good pace to get that right now. We're still still working, but those two things, just develop depth through technique, and then there's still some, some younger guys that got to keep getting bigger. And so I'd like to see I mean, from that's more from the end of camp to the beginning of fall camp, you know that. But um, yeah, just stay healthy and just keep developing technique and, and the depth. So. Awesome, Preston. Thanks so much. Sweet man, I appreciate you. There you go, Preston Hadley, and obviously staying healthy—that is a massive key for this defensive unit, especially the defensive end. It was good to hear him talk about Ice Moa as well as Logan Fano. Hopefully, you took something away from that. And as you heard, leadership—just be who you are. Um, I'm not guessing that anybody on BYU is necessarily MFing anybody, as he said, but hey, you know what? As he mentioned, just be you. Do the things that you do that's natural to you as an athlete, and that's what guys like Tyler Batty are taking on for this defensive ends unit. Once again, a big thank you to Preston Hadley for joining me one-on-one here on Locked On Cougars. More conversations like this throughout the week. I, I had a chance to catch up with Chase Roberts, one of the new BYU wide receivers, as well as Micah Harper, a guy coming back off injury, expected to contribute in a myriad of ways for BYU's defense. We'll get to those conversations later on this week. All right, coming up here in a moment, we'll catch up on everything
everything else going on in BYU sports news, including a national award that BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo is up for. We'll break that down for you guys in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Run Your Pool. March Madness is just two days away, my friends, and that means you need to start thinking now, if you have not already, about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here and we're running our brackets with our friends at RunYourPool.com. Along with the standard brackets out there, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X, both really fun in their own unique way if you want to try something new. They also have all the options to help you edit scoring and they offer more intel to help you make your picks. All the stuff you won't find simply at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play right alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups that you will ever find. Clearly, we are believers in Run Your Pool because, like I said, the Locked On Podcast Network is running our brackets there ourselves. There is no truer test than that. If you'd like to play against us for a che- for a shot excuse me, at a cash price, by the way, up to $1,800. You heard that right, $1,800. Join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All of the rules and details will be available there. Once again, that's Pure Madness at runyourpool.com slash locked on. Check it out once again. You can get a cash prize, potentially up to $1,800 competing against us. We look forward to seeing you and being you out there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on. One final time out on today's show to talk to you about one of our great friends in Bet Online. It's that time of year again as the college basketball tournament is finally upon us, my friends, for all the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season as well. And it's not just basketball. Hockey, UFC, NFL futures, college football futures, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games as well. Head to the website, that's betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you guys now. Once again, that's betonline.net. Tell them that Locked On sent you when you stop by. It's all courtesy of your friends at BetOnline, where the game starts. Before we go on this Tuesday edition of the show, let's catch you guys up on the other news in BYU sports you guys want to know about. Let's start off with this. Tom Homo is up for the 2022 uh, Athletic Director of the Year from Sports Business Journal. It's their uh, 2022 Sports Business Awards of the Year. Really cool thing that's going to be happening. The awards will be handed out on May 18th at the New York Marriott Marquis in New York City. Uh, Tom Homo, very much in the mix for this. And actually really cool to see his name listed here. The other candidates for uh, athletic Director of the Year includes Sandy Barber from Penn State, Lisa Campos from UTSA, Sean Fraser from Northern Illinois, and Hunter Yurichek from the University of Arkansas. Of course, I am biased rooting for Tom Homo. What he has done for BYU, by the way, leading them into independence as a football team, making them and helping them create a national powerhouse as an independent, and then obviously getting them to the Power Five, one of the stated goals that BYU's had for decades to get to the top level of of the sport. I would say that Tom Homo should be the favorite for this award, but we'll have to wait and see. May 18th, once again, will be taking place at the New York uh, Marriott Marquis there in New York City. If you happen to be in the Big Apple at that time, maybe worth checking out, but obviously rooting for Tom Homo to win that award. There's a bevy of other awards being handed out that night, including a Lifetime Achievement Award being handed out to Robert Kraft, obviously the owner of the New England Patriots and founder, chairman, and CEO of the Kraft Group. So best of luck to Tom Homo. We'll be rooting for him along the way and keep you updated 
on anything that happens with regards to that award. Also, more awards being handed out. The final weekly awards from the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference. They honored three BYU gymnasts with four awards due to their outstanding performances during their last home meet on Saturday against Arizona. The 21st-ranked Cougars posted a 196.825 to edge out Arizona, 196.300 at the Smith Fieldhouse on Saturday afternoon. It was the last regular season competition for the Cougars. They are 12-4-1 in 2022. They are now preparing for the MRGC Championships for being held in Boise, Idaho this coming weekend. And for the ninth straight week, there are, there are 10 weeks in the regular season for the MRGC Nine straight weeks, Sadie Miner Van Tassel, a senior for the BYU Women's Gymnastics Program, she was named MRGC Gymnast of the Week. Absolutely incredible. She is number 15 in the country for the all-around competition. She's been absolutely stellar. Uh, she also earned Vault Specialist of the Week honors as well for a 9.925 on the Vault in that meet against Arizona. Other athletes honored include Bar Specialist of the Week, Elnissa Alvarado, who scored a 9.925 on the Bars. Sadie Miner Van Tassel once again getting Floor Specialist of the Week with a 9.925 on the Floor. And then Brittany Vitkowskis uh, also tying Sadie Miner Van Tassel on the Floor with a 9.925. So congratulations to all of the athletes and the women's gymnastics team. Hoping they have a good showing up there in Boise, the MRGC championships, and obviously qualifying for the NCAA regionals and championships as well. And then finally on today's show, the schedule tonight, you have both softball and baseball in action. Softball opens up their home slate of games finally. They'll be hosting Maine. The Black Bears making the long trip from the East Coast. They'll be taking on the BYU Women's Softball Program. That's a 5 o'clock first pitch at Gail Miller Field. You can watch it online, BYUtv.org. We'll have a live stream, or you can go out to the game I think tickets are very inexpensive, if not outright free. I have to double check on that, but worth checking out. And also BYU baseball in action tonight. Six o'clock first pitch at Smith's Ballpark in Salt Lake City against in-state rival Utah. Both teams off to incredible starts. There's a live stream link for the Pac-12 on BYUcougars.com. Greg Rebell will also be on the call on the BYU Sports Network for that game as well on BYU Radio. So tune into that and we'll have a full recap of how things go on tomorrow's show. So there you go. You are now up to speed on everything you need to know as a BYU fan here on this Tuesday. A huge thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast as always and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll get to that conversation with Chase Roberts. We'll also get you ready for the NIT. BYU hosting Long Beach State tomorrow night at the Marriott Center. 7 o'clock tip. Get your tickets now. BYUtickets.org I would encourage you guys to take advantage of the opportunity to watch the Cougars at least one more time. Hopefully multiple more times this season at home but tickets for tomorrow night are available now so check that out we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show now go make your second listen our friends over the locked on nfl draft ryan tracy and former nfl cornerback eric crocker are bringing the nfl draft to life every day with insight analysis on all the college football prospects and how nfl front offices are looking at the draft mock drafts the whole deal they've got it covered top to bottom get it free and available wherever you get your podcast all right that's going to do it for tuesday have a great day whenever you hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast for march 15th 2022 and we will catch you guys tomorrow